You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey and each week at the Football Radio Show we give you our expert insight, analysis, and opinions on the top trending stories in the NFL. Are you ready, Casey? Yes, I am. <laughs> Our next stop, the Trend Zone. In Casey, today's episode, we'll review and talk a little bit and ruminate on one of the raddest Super Bowls, Super Bowl 52. That it just keeps giving. Dude. The Super Bowl is just giving, baby. I love it. Yeah, man, my God. And then we'll talk a teeny bit. We'll give a taster of the, what's to come in this offseason, Casey. But this is that is a, a tease? It's a little teaser there. But let's get it started, of course, with a nug for the people. Casey, what do you got? Oh, yeah, Dave, we mentioned it, Super Bowl 52, explosion everywhere, including the yards combined that produced the most total yards in a game in NFL history, Dave, not just Super Bowl history, wow. NFL history, 1,151 yards, and for all you history buffs out there, that tops the 1950s LA Rams versus the New York Yanks. The Yanks? Yeah, you remember them, <laughs> the Yanks, Dave, those guys exploded for... 1,133 yards, dude, and that's including the 505 passing yards from Tuami, who <laughs> shredded his previous record. And, dude, if he doesn't sack fumble there, he's going to be close to 600 yards, Damn. but it wasn't to be, dude. But Brady getting overshadowed in this thing. I know he had the fumble, but day 505 yards, bro, was averaging over 18 yards. A reception, dude. That is sick, bro. Yeah, it was an amazing game um, for both offenses, really. Uh, just one punt total in the ball game. Uh, what can you say about this game? It was back and forth. It was down to the wire. It it ended on a failed Hail, Hail Mary. I mean, this game literally uh, had it all. Uh, as the, the underdog Eagles jumped out in front, only to be tracked down and eventually passed midway through the fourth quarter by Tom Brady. Bill Belichick in the Patriots, dude. Wow. Did, did you see the uh, the other angle of that Hail Mary when Chris Hogan got blowed up on the way to the end zone? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, dude. I saw that on the – he's running, and he just gets blasted about the 30-yard line. So I guess you bite your whistle on that. Yeah, they know? never call that, Casey. Not on the Hail Mary play, dude. <laughs> dude, you know, Foles is the journeyman here, and he yeah. played great. I'm not sure that Wentz – does what Foles did in this game. I mean, that's one of the best quarterback Super Bowls we've ever seen, and I don't know that the second-year quarterback gets it done like our man Foles did, man. That guy had yeah. the moxie and just made play after play in this game, dude. Absolutely, dude. I mean, he, he played exceptionally well. We talked about it leading up to the Super Bowl, that, that he had put together that stretch that was so incredibly uh, you know, amazing under Chip Kelly a handful of years ago, and could he recapture that? Well, in this postseason and in his four postseason games in his career, he's had over a hundred quarterback rating. So he's been a guy your college that's team, really um, your you know come up and um, he's been a guy that's come up and really made huge plays when they really needed him. And uh, on third down, dude, he was absolutely money, dude. His his passer rating on third downs in the Super Bowl was something like 156.5, wow. man, which means, man, when when it was clutch, that's when Foles was at his best. Yeah, dude, they were great on third downs, 10 of 16 in the game, obviously two for two on fourth down there, but it was mm -hmm. the way he carried the team, dude. 
and I know most people have seen it, but if you haven't, the uh, the NFL films uh, when they got down there with that fourth down in the first half at the end of the the second quarter, there it goes over to get the Philly, Philly, yeah, with Doug Peterson, man, that was awesome to see, dude. Dude, it was totally awesome. Peterson, um, first of all, gets a lot of props for go ahead and going going forward on fourth down there, not playing yeah. it safe, not playing the safe football move there. He was aggressive all game long, all season long. Ever since he's been a head coach there at Philadelphia, that's been his mo, and he immediately decided to go for it. But then when Foles came to the sidelines and suggested Philly, Philly. He, it took him less than a second to say, yeah, we're running it. Yeah, dude, that was great, man. Just I can't wait to see the rest of that footage. And what a game, dude. This game was so lit, bro. It's got Eagle fans eating horse poop on the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> How about that? I'm not sure if that's good, Casey, but uh, it's unique. Uh, it oh, shows dude. the level of enthusiasm, I'm sure. Yeah, man, <laughs> watching these videos and the celebrations, the guys doing like trust falls off of Street signs and awnings and just mashing the whole city, dude. I think right. they might have the fires out just in time to get them started back up for the parade on Thursday. How crazy is that thing going to be, dude? Wow, man, it is going to be awesome. Obviously, this uh, is a this this town, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, is a strong sports town, a very strong sports town, and they had never felt this joy, this level of excitement when their NFL team, the Eagles, finally wins the first Super Bowl trophy ever. Um, yeah. it's You know what, Dave? And I'm not bitter like I thought I was going to be. Going into this <laughs> thing, I was not rooting for Philly at all. Right. But watching the game, just super impressed with the way they played it. And afterwards, I actually found joy in it. I was happy for all of my friends that are Eagle fans. And uh, it doesn't stink like it did. And there's something to be said about being the only division of football to have every team, which is in the NFC East, own a Super Bowl title. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good indeed. There's plenty of teams that uh, have have yet to ha- taste that victory. Uh, and there's teams that have yet to even attend a Super Bowl. So um, give Philly a lot of credit here. Uh, they get there. This is, like I said, Peterson's only in his second season. Yeah. They got basically uh, a journeyman quarterback, uh, but who's had uh, obviously an exceptional run here uh, for the second time in his career. And um, now there's a lot of question marks, obviously, moving forward about what they're going to do when they, now that they have two quarterbacks. One was a potential super uh, regular season MVP that got lost in week 13 or 14, and the other is a Super Bowl MVP. That's a pretty nice problem, I suppose, to have on your hands. Totally, dude. They have 20 other 22 starters under contract for next year, yeah. and both those quarterbacks combined is only like 14 mil on the salary cap. With the Wentz injury, they think he's going to be ready early, but yeah. there's no reason to rush him because the guy you got there, like you said, is a Super Bowl MVP. You take your time. I think you might want to roll with both of these cats yeah. and see what happens down the road. But, uh, you know, the, the trade value of Foles will never be as high as it is right now. But, boy, no doubt. Uh, look what he did coming in off of the injury. Might just want to hold on to that dude going down the road. No now, doubt about it. Of, yeah. Oh, I was oh, going to say, you got to give a lot of credit to Howie, Howie Roseman for oh, time, uh, yeah. bringing that in. I think Peterson really eyeballed Foles as well as a guy that he wanted to bring back into the fold. Um, so... Uh, a lot of off-season acquisitions that really paid off, and during the regular season, uh, picking up the extra running back there, uh, really put together a nice roster. Let's pick up on all these Patriots a little bit, Dave. After sure. the game, Tommy didn't want to shake hands with Foles; just wanted to get the hell out of there. You fault yeah. him on that? You know what? Um, once in a while, uh, Tom Terrific doesn't doesn't pull through for us here, and uh, you know, 
uh, I came down hard on LeBron for leaving the court because he was too competitive. Um, and, uh, right. And now Tommy, uh, busts out. He, he just doesn't want to, it was too much commotion or whatever. I don't know what his excuse was. I don't have, you, have you heard anything regarding that? But for me, I, uh, I would say, eh, you know what? I'm a little less impressed now. You know, he's obviously an incredible talent and he wins, uh, graciously, but in, in this defeat here, obviously, um, I think he, he he probably wishes he would have handled himself a little bit differently in those three or four minutes right at, at the end of that ballgame. Yeah, dude, because I know we heard a lot more about Cam Newton leaving his post-game interview than we heard about Tommy getting off the field without the handshake there. So Yeah. Is he um, getting a free pass? Of Patriots, speaking of Patriots, dude, yeah. there's a lot of word out there what happened with Malcolm Butler, why he wasn't in the game. What I do know, dude, is that move, however it came about, definitely divided that locker room, man. I know that if I'm to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I don't really give an S about what anybody did the night before. I want the best dudes available for the game. Mm-hmm. You can discipline them after that. Uh, but maybe Malcolm Butler makes one play in that game. I don't know. Right. You know, if that's enough to change it. But boy, Certainly I think could have like to have him on the field. A game that close, one play could have been the difference. And um, we'll, uh, maybe we'll never know what, what really, uh, you know, spearheaded Coach Belichick's decision to play him. He apparently played one snap on special teams and that's it. And then if you're actually going to discipline one guy like that, and like you said, it actually disciplined the whole team. It cost everybody conceivably one way or another, but why why suit the guy up even? Because yeah. you're taking up a roster spot. I mean, was the was the, the, um, was the violation of team codes something that occurred like I mean, they they announced the inactives pretty close to the kickoff there. So, you know, that morning or something. So at what point did he decide um, that Malcolm was not going to be playing? And, I mean, it's hard to think at this point because he played 98% of the snaps all year and was a, a Super Bowl superstar uh, that won him a Super Bowl. It's hard to imagine uh, that it was simply uh, the matchups didn't, didn't work out the right way for Coach Belichick. Uh, and he was just putting the guys on the field that were giving them the best chance to play. To yeah, win. I'm not buying that for yeah. a minute. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll never know, but I think they could have definitely used him. What we do know is Josh McDaniels is the new coach of the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> okay, okay, oh, wait a minute. Hold, hold everything. <laughs> that was that was news from two minutes ago. Josh <laughs> McDaniels is not the head coach of the Colts. And I know there's a whole organization in the city of Indianapolis that's pretty pissed off right now. Dude, and rightfully so. Um, obviously, when you give a, a verbal commitment and uh, go so far as to uh, interview st- uh, people to be part of your staff, and then those people who are not under contract start signing contracts with the new organization under the uh, you know impression that Josh McDaniels is going to be their head coach, then clearly um, him backing out at the last minute like that really, really... Uh, disappointing move for for the Colts in a in a huge setback, and they're they're putting a good spin on it. Like, hey, we got we we want to get a guy here um, that really wants to be here, and we'll, it's not the necessarily the first pick; it's the right pick um, that's going to be the guy for us. But man, I mean, now they're saying that they will honor the contracts of the coaches they've they've already hired, uh, which creates a new uh, situation for the guy who they ultimately hire to be the head coach yeah. there, as he has to accept some. Uh, Position coaches and such, uh, you know, just, hey, come on in. You don't get to build your staff, though. 
yeah, dude, and those position coaches are moving their families and leaving cities and leaving teams for this opportunity. And McDaniels bows out, man. I think yeah. that's hella lame on his part. Yep. Not cool at all. And uh, it's got the Colts all fired up with good reason, like you said. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out. And I wonder if, you know, the Andrew Luck injury has anything to do with it. There's speculation that he's it's going to be another surgery. The Colts say no, but mm-hmm. I don't know the last time this dude threw a football, man. And that would be a travesty if this cat can't get back. But the Colts wasted so many years not building around this guy, man. We've seen mm. him take a beating since he's been in the league. Yeah. And he's too big of a talent to let that happen. So hopefully he's getting right. But I don't know if that had something to do with McDaniels last minute pumping of the brakes. It doesn't seem like it did to me, Casey. I think that uh, he probably, you know, took the job with the expectations that eventually he would have a healthy Andrew Luck. I think this all turns back around on his chance to stay with the Patriots organization and be the coach in waiting um, and giving the, you know, apparently there was no additional um, assurances, but I think the wink and the nod that, hey, not too far down the road, things are going to change up here uh, with Bill Belichick moving on. And and then we're going to, we'd like to hand this thing off to uh, somebody that we can trust. So that's, that's my gut feeling on this is that um, he's staying because he wants to inherit that head coaching position uh, in New England. Yeah, and a 48-year-old Tom Brady is better than, you know, a 38-year-old or a 28-year-old anybody else, I guess. Hey, at some point, he's going to have to develop somebody, right? <laughs> yeah, they got to get somebody somewhere. He, when he was uh, in Denver, he, he swung and missed big time uh, w- with the Broncos situation, but um, that was a long time ago. So, Dave, I do have some good news. What's that? that? One- Less than a year away from Super Bowl 53, baby. Nice. It's like 360 rough days away, February 3rd, 2019, Super Bowl 53. will be played at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. That thing is sweet as hell. And yeah. Going into this year, Dave, the Eagles, dude, 51, 50 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl wow. after they were in last place in their division last year. Yeah. Worst the first, Dave, and the, uh, the odds for 2019 are already out there. You see anything that... uh you like on that list? Well, the the Eagles already went up to eight and a half to one from fifty to one last year at this time. So <laughs> <laughs> clearly, they've got a little respect going on them. Uh, the favorites again are, are the Patriots, and rightfully so. They seem to be in the AFC Championship game basically every year. So that means win one game and you're in the Super Bowl. Uh, win one more and you win it. They're three and a half to one. Um, Packers there, Casey, uh, eight, eight to one odds. It's uh, that's a pretty. Uh, that's a, I don't know, that's a that's a lot of love for the Packers there, right? Yeah, it is. But Dave, what about our Los Angeles Chargers looking at forty to one, dude? That's actually <laughs> be bad, man. Let's roll out the Vegas, throw a couple hundos down on that. I like yeah. those odds. Hey, they're not bad. You know, we were one of those tough teams that just missed the playoffs, a couple of crappy kicks away from being uh in place of either the Titans or the Bills or the Jaguars or something there. And who knows? Uh the Jags were sniffing the, the Super Bowl this year uh, with Blake Bortles at quarterback, right? And speaking of Los Angeles, Casey, the Rams, who had themselves a pretty nice season in uh, Sean McVay's rookie debut um, as Rams head coach, the youngest coach in the league, really straightened out uh, Goff and got Gurley back on track, um, produced, uh, put on the field the best offense in the NFL. They're just 17 and a half to one. So um, that's a pretty nice bet there, too. Um, if you want one for the NFC and the AFC in Los Angeles, go down, drop a, drop a couple bills. Who knows? Maybe you'll uh, 
Ooh. be raking in some dough, bro. You never know, <laughs> dude. I like it. Yeah. Oh, man. There's so much, dude. There really is no off-season. We got the combine coming up yeah. in a couple weeks. We have free agency. And then the draft, dude. Oh, my gosh. So Woo. much goodness. We love the draft, dude, man. The, the, the lifeblood of the NFL is the draft. And you draft right handful of seasons in a row. You got yourself the core of uh, a consistent playoff uh, contender, man. And who knows, a Super Bowl winner. So, and Dave, I've also got it mapped out for us to get back to football season. We've got the Winter Olympics coming up. That's going to kill a couple of weeks. We have March Madness. Nice. You know, that's going to be okay, too. Not bad. We got the NBA playoffs come June, yeah. NHL playoffs, and then we got the World Cup. Wow. And we got Spring League coming this year. Wow. We'll see about that Spring League if we get it televised or not. Um, I'll be tuning in. <laughs> got to figure it out. But of dude. course, got to figure it out. Don't forget late April, Casey, the, the biggest event of the NFL offseason, the NFL draft, man, the three day extravaganza that was in Philadelphia uh, last year. And where will that be this year, Casey? How about them Cowboys, baby? Woo, world. Be at the star. Hey, dude. Well, it was in Philly last year. The yeah. Eagles went to the Super Bowl. Interesting. It's in Dallas this year. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything for anybody out there, but. You got a feeling. <laughs> oh, it's going to be lit, dude. I cannot wait, man. No doubt about it, dude. And we got an offseason that's going to obviously have a lot of intrigue in terms of the QBs moving around. Uh, the QBs available in this draft, as we were talking about, the teams that need quarterbacks, all the free agents uh, moving around in um, February, Mar March. Um, heading into the the draft and then post draft free agency, um, the NFL right. calendar stacked, dude. It's, it's all no stacked. Doubt. It already got started with that little Alex Smith domino that's going to push a whole bunch of other ones into place. Right. It's a nice little tasty nug to get things started. Dude. Yeah, There's no doubt about so it. That, that means Kirk Cousins, who's been a franchise tag two years in a row and pocketed about forty five million bucks, he's going to be finding a new new uh, football team to play with. We don't know what's going to happen with Foles. Minnesota's got an interesting quarterback quandary uh, to work through there. Obviously, the this draft is packed with quarterbacks. We're looking at possibly uh, four or five first round quarterbacks, maybe a handful of them right at the top. Um, and a handful of teams, as I mentioned, looking to acquire um, their franchise quarterback. So it is going to be a heck of an offseason, dude. Yeah, dude. And what a great season we had, man. We saw so many crazy comebacks, super competitive. Nobody knew what was going to happen from week to week. And uh, awesome finish, bro. No doubt about it, dude. All right, man. Well, that is going to do it for our Super Bowl recap episode. And as we said, the draft is right around the corner. We'll be uh, hanging with you for that. Uh, don't forget, lots of ways to check out the Football Radio Show. Subscribe on our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And, of course, go to footballradioshow.com and get it all right there for your football consumption. He's Casey. I'm Dave. We're the Football Radio Show. We are out of here.